Podcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the city of innovation, education, and of course, Fenway Park, this is TI Clergy Corner, bringing you timely, insightful, and impactful sermons from Temple Israel of Boston. In this episode, we will hear Rabbi Elaine Zecker's Shabbat Awakenings, a reflection as we make our way towards Shabbat, entitled, To Be Jewish is to Wrestle. As we enter the Shabbat of Hanukkah, we remember many facets of the story that helped to create this holiday. One of them is how during the time of the Maccabees, there were divergent opinions among the Jewish community regarding how to respond to the Hellenist culture around them. How to hold the community together challenged them. I offer this Devar Torah given at Kabbalah Shabbat last week as part of the response for our own day. May the light of Hanukkah inspire us all. It is one of the most dramatic and significant scenes in the Torah. The patriarch Jacob prepares to return home. Before he can get there, he must encounter his brother. Twenty years have passed, but will the anger that Esau expressed as hatred when Jacob stole the blessing of Isaac from him have dissipated? The Midrash, Pasikta de Rav Kahana, described that Jacob prepared himself with three things. Prayer, he beseeched God that he wouldn't die at the hand of Esau. He sent gifts, hoping that he would appease him. And he divided his family because he prayed for his, he wanted to make sure that he didn't have to prepare for war, but for his survival instead. Now, as much as Jacob, now more secure and financially stable than when he ran off to save his own life two decades earlier, may have attempted to have a strategy for this propitious reunion, but he lacked an important component in his preparation, a wrestling match with himself. Jacob had sent everyone to their sides, but he was left alone, but not really. Jacob was left alone, the Torah tells us, by Yivater Yaakov Levado, and a figure, an Isha, a being, something wrestled with him until the break of dawn. By Yevek Ish Imo Ad Alot Hashachar. And here is where paying attention in Hebrew grammar class really helps. Vayeavek is a nifal verb form, which is a passive form. I'm looking at my colleagues, they're like, uh. It is not what the ish did to him, as in the ish wrestled him. Rather, the image is that Jacob was wrestled. Now, I know that's an inelegant way to express what happened, but it helps us to understand with whom Jacob wrestled. And there is a treasure trove of responses that has occupied scholars and the rabbis for centuries to describe the identity of the Ish. But this is where the clarity becomes foggy, like a dust so- storm that blurs the focus. By Yehavek, which means wrestle, has the root letters avak, which also connotes dust. The wrestling created a dust cloud, the very earthly resource from which primordial Adam was created. 
Who was in the dust cloud of wrestling? Was it just Jacob struggling with himself? Or was there another being? An angel, Esau, his mother returning from the grave? We don't know. All we know is the dust up of wrestling. And because of the lack of clarity, might it be possible that he wrestled with both himself and someone or something else? Even Jacob wants to know. But all he received is a new name. No longer Jacob, Yaakov, named because he was holding on to the heel of his twin brother Esau. But now it is time to let go. But wrestling and struggling would now be attached to him. Your name shall no longer be Jacob. Lo Yaakov ye'amer od shimcha, but Yisrael, ki'im Yisrael. For you have wrestled with beings divine and human. Ki sarita et Elohim ve'im anashim, and have prevailed. V'tuchal. He is told you now as Yisrael, you have the ability, you can prevail, tuchal, to be the one who wrestles and struggles. It is not only a summary of his past, but also of his future. We are the people of Yisrael, the people of Israel. We are Adat Yisrael, the Hebrew name of Temple Israel. Receive this appellation as a legacy and a challenge. Isn't that what we do on Yom Kippur? We wrestle with our own actions, our own perceptions of the way we regard the world so that we can take our place stronger and with more clarity in how we act and behave. We wrestle with Torah. We wrestle with our history. We wrestle with the responsibility to do justice. And we have surely wrestled with all the events and tragedies regarding Israel, terrorism, and the fate of the Jewish people as well as the Palestinians. Within the course of gatherings, meetings, dinner table conversations, we speak of policy, ideology, and political change. We think we can decide about borders, land acquisition, ceasefire, ti ceasefire timing, conditions for peace. I have been guilty, and I have heard others do the same kind of posturing of what policies must be enacted, of what each side, each country must do. But Anthony Blinken has not called me. Has he called you? Qatar is not on hold on the other line waiting for our assessment. It is not, however, what decisions we make. It is the questions with which we wrestle, the possibilities we ponder, the challenges with which we complexify instead of reducing to some simplistic formula Instead of canceling with our criticism, concocting some kind of questionable rationale to refute, it is the struggle within, willingly engaging our hearts and minds. And I know, all of the clergy know, the anguish that has been expressed across the spectrum of feelings and reactions about Israel. 
within the anguish is pain, frustration, hurt. I keep thinking in my own wrestling about this poem by the Israeli poet Yehuda Amichai entitled, The Place Where We Are Right. It goes like this. From the place where we are right, flowers will never grow in the spring. The place where we are right is hard and trampled like a yard. But doubts and loves dig up the world like a mole, a plow, and a whisper will be heard in the place where the ruined house once stood. The Torah instructs us that we cannot wrestle with others unless we have done the sacred, difficult work with ourselves. We may be quick to quote another as a way to verify our perspective, but I challenge us with an alternative action. Our synagogue must be a refuge and gathering space where we can and must be able to wrestle on our way to express where and how we see ourselves in light of what is going on. Our community spans a spectrum where people may feel progressive about one facet of the Mideast and much more moderate about some other idea regarding Israel or feel pushed or pulled toward a conservative approach in a different arena. To categorize anyone is unfair. To be curious, much better. I have been calling this approach a safe space, but that does not really reflect the reality. It is more of a brave space. To have the strength to speak out and to listen, to challenge and to respect, to comfort and to disturb, to be expansive and to contract. It takes a kind of bravery to hold what does not fit into any neat package. We lean in in multiple ways, and there are extremes beyond what I am referencing that we do push away. So for me, I support Israel's right to exist and to defend herself. I believe in Israel's self-determination. At the same time you have heard as I shared this past Yom Kippur regarding this particular Israeli government, that I worried about its inability to engage in cheshbon ha-nefesh, holding itself accountable for its actions. I still worry. And yet, I still believe now more than ever that we must lean toward Israel to recognize her important role to the Jewish people and for all those who live there. 2,000 years of longing resulted in a hope realized. We cannot give up now. And still, we don't have absolute clarity on the exact path forward. How could we, since we are not sitting at the table of negotiation? And though we don't know, we are still of Yisrael, the one who wrestles, clouded in dust. Nevertheless, we still must push and pull each other in this brave space of community. Jacob finally encountered his brother, and they wept. 
Esau ran to greet him. He embraced him. Falling on his neck. He kissed him. And they wept. But there is no happily ever after story here. Jacob will end up elsewhere, far from Esau, without having to engage in war, at least. And we know that reconciliation and resolution between Israel and Hamas will not happen in a happily ever after scenario. Yet we can and we must consider what the reality must be between Israel and the Palestinians and the many nations of the Middle East and the world invested in creating a better life of healing and wholeness for those who dwell in the region. That is what has given me hope in these days of despair. The drama of this portion is in our responsibility to grapple and wrestle even in a cloud of dust. Perhaps, and maybe, in that brave space, we will discover a glimmer of that which is holy in each other here through the words spoken by these brothers. To see your face is to see the face of the divine. May it be so. This has been a Temple Israel of Boston production. Join us next time for another episode of TI Clergy Corner.
In this episode, we'll hear Rabbi Elaine Zecker's Shabbat Awakenings, a reflection as we make our way towards Shabbat entitled, I Was in Israel. <laughs> 